Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but first, let's hear from our podcast sponsors. We want to thank Final Forms for their support of the podcast. Final Forms is the industry leader in registration. Final Forms is more than just forms. Final Forms is a team, it's technology, and it provides your stakeholders with compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms can also help your parents with mobile accessibility and reminders about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that come with having an athlete in the house. Final Forms can also help with team communication and attendance and even certification management for coaches. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. And it does this with secure language translation and ADA compliance. You know, it's time for you to talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps and find out what Final Forms can do for you, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. We also want to say thanks to our newest sponsor, Gipper. Gipper is the way that schools, athletic departments, ADs, and teams can create world-class marketing content. Create custom-branded content for your school's social media channels in seconds on any device and without needing any design experience. It's so simple, even I can do it. Go to Gipper.com, tell them you heard about it on the Educational AD Podcast, and they'll make you a great deal. Uh, that's Gipper. Create world-class marketing content for your school's social media channels. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. At Huddle, we power sports. Over 200,000 teams use Huddle to help the performance of their teams using video and analytics. Huddle is a complete performance platform. They have online tools. They have smart cameras. They've always had analytics, but there's so much more. Huddle is also built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high school and college programs, and even the pros use Huddle to help their athletes perform at the highest level. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student-athletes and the coaches you're trying to get to recruit them. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your program and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to Huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can find out more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your program by going to hometownticketing.com and talk to their experts. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack allow you to collect comprehensive data that uh, helps you evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also connects you with the 95% of the parents and the student athletes who really love your program. And it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466 or email them at info 
at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive. Their indoor scoring tables and video boards will generate revenue for your department and also create the ultimate game day experience in your gym. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales sidelineinteractive.com and see their fantastic products and what they can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. And we want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They've got a variety of interactive touchscreen consoles and an entire library of templates to help recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments and go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Or you can call them at 614-981-3589 or send them an email at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Let them help you bring your school's legacy to life. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We're going up to North Carolina today, and we're going to be visiting with Brett Hayford. Brett is the athletic director at Pine Lake Prep School in Mooresville, North Carolina. And we, um, we got connected through a, a mutual friend, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, who's an AD in North Carolina and uh, has been on the podcast. But Brett, welcome to the Educational AD Podcast. Well, I appreciate it, Jake. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, as I said, you come very highly recommended. So we're looking forward to uh, hearing how things go at Pine Lake. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that five-minute bio, where you were born, where you grew up, uh, maybe a little sports background, and how your path has led you to Pine Lake Prep School. Well, well you will see quickly, um, athletics has been pretty much my life. Uh, I was born in Fort Collins, Colorado. My, both my parents went to Colorado State. Um, my dad then moved to, uh, they moved to sh outside of Chicago, Illinois, in a, a small town called Aurora. Oh, yeah. And he was a high school football coach and assistant coach for years there. And uh, I grew up, went, went to school there until third grade, moved to Florida my fourth grade year. He was the head football coach and to be at, at my high school. Um, so he was there as the head football coach for three or four years, became the athletic director as well and got to play. I ended up going to school there and played football for him, played football, basketball, baseball my four years of high school. Then continue my athletic career at Davidson College, which is just down the road here from Mooresville. Where everybody knows Steph Curry. He's our famous alum. Um, but uh, I was there as the uh, played football for uh, four years and played uh, baseball for two um, at Davidson. And then uh, when I graduated from Davidson, the head coach there, Dave Fagg, who was my coach for four years, asked to if I wanted to stay as an assistant. Um, was planning on going to umpiring school be a baseball umpire that was my kind of thing and uh decided to postpone that and went to 
stayed at David, went to came back for the fall at Davidson as a football coach and as a part-time guy. And next year I was offered a full-time job 17 years later. I was still at Davidson College and decided to come here to be the head football coach at a high school and middle school coach or middle school teacher for a year at Pine Lake. Just made the transition, which was just up the road. My wife's actually the head athletic trainer at Davidson, who one actually met her there as well and uh, been married now for 25 years. But um, came here seven years ago as the head football coach and two years into it, the headmaster asked if I wanted to be the athletic director. I said, absolutely. It's better than teaching middle school kids, which was fine. I had a good time with it, but athletics is what I wanted to do. And so I've been at the athletic director ever since and um, love it. I mean, just love being around the sports and, you know, it has been my life, honestly. So. Uh, similar pass. I didn't spend that long uh, coaching college, but uh, you know, became the head football coach at a private school and the AD, um, you know, ended up leaving teaching, but uh, love that middle school age group. Uh, It's a different, uh, different kind of animal. Um, Talk a little bit about um, that transition, not so much to AD, but from college to high school, because, you know, you, um, uh, spent a long time as a college coach and it's, it's a, the coaching part I think is, uh, the same, uh, or similar, but now coming in where you're teaching, uh, you know, how was that, you know, jumping into, you know, that private school environment? It it was a big change, obviously coming from Davidson to being a football coach. I've never been taught in a classroom, but in talking to the headmaster that, uh, hired me here at Pine Lake, uh, he goes, hey, it's just like teaching, uh, you know, your position, your defensive line position, whatever it is with the, the middle school kids. And I, I taught a success class. So it was more of a, a motivational type thing where they could, you know, get in front of people, speak and do that kind of stuff. But obviously it was out of my comfort zone. And when you're at some, some place for 17, 18 years, you know, you know, are you ever going to leave? But um, uh, it, it was obviously a, a great experience for me to be able to do that. Um, obviously those middle school kids those first two years were, were great and had a great time with them, but it was really neat as I got to be the AD to see those guys uh, grad, uh, get older and end up graduating a year or two ago. It was my first class, quote unquote, at Pine Lake. And, you know, you've been here long enough to see those kids now as seventh graders turn into graduate seniors, but it, it was definitely interesting. No doubt about it. Different life uh, being a classroom and indoors, not on the field, teaching that stuff, but uh, I enjoyed it all, all the way. Um, don't get me wrong. Uh, I really enjoy what I do now. I love being on the fields, administering the games, being in the gym. Those, that, that's I just more comfortable in that scenario. But uh, you know, I've, I've always been organized, so it was really not that big of a deal teaching things and staying up, staying on top of stuff. That's no. And, and again, you're right. You're and your headmaster was right. You know, it's it's just it's a different classroom. You know, it's a different set of students. But you know, those skills, the organization, the motivation, the relationships. You know, um, it, it's all very connected. You know. Our uh, guest today is Brett Hayford. He's the athletic director at Pine Lake Prep School in Mooresville, North Carolina. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to our newest sponsor, Gipper, for their support. Gipper is the way that athletic directors, coaches, and schools create world-class marketing content for their school's social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device, and you don't need any design experience. In fact, it's so simple, even I can do it. Okay? Go to gipper.com, 
Tell them that you heard about it on the Educational AD Podcast and let them help you develop world-class marketing content for your school's social media channels. Welcome back, everyone. We're visiting today with Brett Hayford from Mooresville, North Carolina, the athletic director at Pine Lake Prep School. Brett, you talked about, um, you know, you spent a long time at Davidson as a coach and, and Davidson for our listeners, very successful, you know, program. Um, and then came on board at a prep school and you're teaching and you're coaching. And now all of a sudden you're the athletic director. So talk a little bit about that transition to uh, the other side of the desk. Uh, how was that? It was definitely interesting. I had been the coach here for four years and actually, believe it or not, uh, had made the decision to quote unquote, give up the football uh, job to become an AD full time. When I was the AD for the two years when I was coaching, I had an assistant with me. So he was kind of, we kind of just kind of tag teamed. He was basketball coach. I was the football coach and uh, it it just made things easier. But obviously the big transition is just being organized and being on top of things. Um, You know, I felt like as, as a coach, I knew what I was getting into, but once you start doing the AD job, obviously there's a lot of intricacies and other things that you got to take care of prior to. And basically have to get in a type of routine, just like it was getting ready for a practice. I mean, every day you walk in the morning and kind of get your uh, schedule in order and see what you needed to pay the bills and all that other kind of stuff and make sure we had officials for the next day or whatever it might be. But uh, for me, it was, it was, it was tough as a football coach because even though I was on the sidelines and I maybe had helped my guy out, my assistant at that point, I still felt like I couldn't help him out. And football was such a big part of our athletic programs and, and just getting things rolling at Pine Lake. We've only had sports here for about 10 years. So we're not talking about a school that has long tradition and athletics and, you know, stability. So when I lost my assistant, I just, when I became the solo AD, I felt like it was my best in the best interest of the school and myself is to focus all my time to the athletic director job. And so we went out and got a new coach, but I mean, it, the transition was, it wasn't easy, but it took a little bit of time just to get everything in order. For me, it was going out and talking to other ADs in the conference and other ADs that, you know, had some experience and tell them to kind of pry, pry into their brains and see what exactly maybe I was missing or hadn't really understood what I needed to do. So, but for me, it was all the same thing. I was now taking over a group of coaches that were, you know, as my, as I would think my players, and I was going to try to support them in the best way I could and coach them to be the best coaches they could. And the first thing I would told all my coaches is you're, you're my guys and I have your support or ladies and I have your, have your back no matter what you don't worry about. If you need anything, you come to me and I'm here to try to support you the best way I could. But, uh, you know, kind of became over, I guess, the see overseer of a bunch of coaches, which was my team then instead of a bunch of players. That's kind of how I saw it. Yeah. The term, uh, coaching the coaches, uh, is really spot on. You know, I think I've seen, people chuckle when they hear that, but uh, obviously they don't understand, uh, you know, what it really means. And the description that you used when you were still coaching football, that was my model. I was the head football coach and the athletic director for a number of years. And my assistant AD was the boys basketball coach. And so during the fall, you know, I'm out coaching football and if it's volleyball game night, you know, he's got things set up by the time I'm done with practice, I can come in and uh, the varsity game, usually they're warming up for it. My daughter played on that. So it was, give me a chance sure. to watch. But uh, I, again, it's even at a small school, 
you know, you got to have that support staff. Uh, you have to have that support from administration uh, to make it work. Okay. Um, so now that you've been just the AD, and I use air quotes on that, just yeah. uh, the AD, um, you know, what are some things, the expression, you know, uh, you don't know what you don't know, you know, for our younger listeners, they're finding out what being an AD is all about. Um, what were some of those things that that maybe, uh, oh, yeah, I got to do this uh, came up when you first, you know, became that AD? Um, I, I guess it's more of, uh, you know, just making sure that, I, first of all, that you, you don't realize how many quote unquote rules and all that kind of stuff that you got to make sure that you're following. I mean, I, I knew we had a rule book, didn't realize how much it was, you know, associated with it, but just the little, the little things that each coach had to do and be ready for clinics and just the overall certifications and all that kind of stuff that just made me make sure there was an order. And then obviously, you know, from the standpoint of more than anything for me, it was paperwork just to try to get the paperwork in order. Now, being such a small, you know, early on small school, you know, we were just kind of at the very basic uh, beginnings. I mean, let's be honest, we had a file folder and things like that of stuff that was put together on these kids. So uh, just trying to be more organized, I think more than anything, just to get, get the ball rolling to where we want to be. So I didn't have to worry about that stuff and more worry about, Hey, let's scheduling and all that, you know, stuff that, Hey, the toughest part for us as a charter school here in, in Pine and Pine Lake prep, in North Carolina is some public schools don't necessarily want to play us just because they think maybe we recruit or anything like that, you know, do stuff like that, which honestly we have a wait list of about 4,000 people. So I don't think we're ever going to be quote unquote Pine Lakes ever going to be accused of recruiting, but you know, it's, it's hard. Scheduling is probably the toughest thing that we deal with on a daily basis. And when, you know, your conference is six or seven teams, that's, it gives you 12 or 14 regular season games and, now you got to go out and find those other games and it's not always that easy. And I think in my mind that before I took the job, it was going to be a lot easier. But now once you get to the number of sports that we deal with and the number of games that you're playing, and not only am I the high school athletic director, but I'm also the middle school athletic right. director. So the, the amount of different, um, I guess you'd say meetings and just overall scheduling and keeping things in order, maybe a little bit more than I really thought it was going to be from the start. Thank God I am organized and I feel like I am. So, you know, if you look at my quote unquote calendar and schedules for next year, they're already on there. Our parents can look and see. They already know when practice schedule is for August through not November for the fall. And, you know, if there was ever a question, I can always just push them to those things instead of having to explain it to them. So, but, you know, it, it is, can be sometimes a little bit overwhelming, but um, I also have an assistant that I have this year. She, she came in new this year. So, been trying to help her kind of groom her so you know if i get to the point where if i need to be away or whatever she can just take over and and, and be in charge so that's that's my whole thing if god forbid something would happen or you know say for say i just say three or four years from now i want to do something else we can have somebody step in and, and go from there because i didn't have that i didn't have that quote-unquote mentor to take take uh to help me guide me the first like i said first couple months or even the first year i was learning on the fly yeah. Now, the, as you're going through the scheduling, I was just having those uh, flashbacks to when uh, I was sitting at that same chair and, yeah. you know, we would have our fall and our uh, winter schedules done uh, in April or May for the following year. And then in September, you know, we're having those uh, scheduling meetings for the spring sports, you know, yeah. get them out of the way. And if uh, I could take, if I could take vacation in spring and just leave for the spring, so I wouldn't have to be, no, I'm just kidding. But 
that that definitely is way more than you could ever imagine and it's mainly because of the weather you're just so you know with all the outside activities that you're doing the weather just can affect so many things and can adjust your schedules in such a way that you know umpires are the available things like that it's just so difficult and and you know these world this world that we came in at post covid it, it's difficult because we're short on umpires we're short on people officials and you know unfortunately those assigners have been put in a tough situation as well so it, it it's become it's it, i mean it's just something like you say you got to work on a daily basis i said you can't control the weather you can only control what you control so if it happens that we're going to rain tomorrow we'll figure out a way to reschedule that and get that done so my uh my boss at my final school where i uh finished up as an ad uh he was describing the spring sports season from a athletics facilities and and all encompassing he said uh um it's like juggling flaming chainsaws so uh <laughs> I, I, I agree with him completely and, I, you know. I never forgot that visual okay yeah. for our listeners we're visiting today with brett hayford he's the athletic director at pine lake prep school up in north carolina we're gonna take another quick break but we'll be back this is the educational ad podcast we also want to say thanks to Final Forms for their support. Final Forms is the industry leader in registration, but Final Forms is more than just forms. Final Forms is a team, it's technology, and it provides schools with compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility, has reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that come when you have an athlete in the house. Final Forms can also help with team communication and attendance and even certification management for coaches. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. And it does this with secure language translation and ADA compliance. You know, it's time for you to talk with a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps and find out what Final Forms can do for you, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started with the Final Forms team. Welcome back to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is Brett Hayford from Pine Lake Prep School. Brett, um, we always like to give our guests the opportunity to acknowledge uh, the individuals that have helped them along the way. Uh, none of us get here on our own. So uh, who are some of the mentors that you had you know, maybe growing up or even early on in your career that have kind of helped you get to where you're at today? Well, uh, obviously, uh, being a football coach, um, my, my, my high school football coach was my father. Um, he's also the athletic director at my school. So um, obviously, he's been a mentor to me because I've been able to ask him a lot of questions that obviously he's gone through. So uh, whenever there's been an issue from that standpoint, it's been real easy to just pick up the phone and say, hey, dad, what did you do in this circumstance? Or you know, how, how did you uh, relate to this uh, situation? But obviously that that's pretty simple. But um, uh, my first football coach at Davidson, uh, Dave, his name's Dave Fagg, F-A-G-G, crazy name, I know. Um, but he uh, just a dynamic individual. Um, can't say enough about family man, just positive attitude, things like that. And just one of the top notch persons you'll ever meet. I mean, just a unbelievable positive attitude and and just will entice you to try to do anything you possibly can i might not have been the best football player at davidson college never said i was 
Um, I was a non-scholarship athlete, and, but he brought the best out of me and uh, was the one that encouraged me to become a football coach. I mean, I, I never thought I would be a football, a college football coach. And he was the one that brought me in and said, I see something in you and uh, uh, encouraged me to come back that first year to be a part-time coach, which led into 17 years later, still staying at the same school and I'm my alma mater and, you know, me and my wife and doing all that kind of stuff. So uh, I have a lot to, uh, you know, thank him and just the, the motivation he was able to give me to do. And I guess confidence more than anything else. Um, he showed me how to be a coach and how to do it and do it the right way. And, you know, maybe take one of those kids that maybe wasn't so good and, you know, push them up, make them better and take one of those kids that was one of the better players and, you know, you know, pull them back down and say, hey, listen, help the, help the younger kids out. Because, you know, we all have some of those kids that are fantastic players that don't relate to maybe some of the, you know, less athletic kids, I guess you'd say. And you want those kids to be more of leaders instead of just, I can do everything and don't worry about anybody else. But uh, he was one of, obviously, a huge factor in my life. And then um, I guess the lot of my other coach uh, was Tim Landis, who was also a coach at Davidson, who was actually my first position coach I worked underneath and uh, he taught me he took a 21 year old college student and taught me how to coach football I mean really did and I spent hours and hours in meeting rooms with him that first year and and he was the one the guy that said you can do this hang in there and work hard and it'll all be worth it when it's when it comes down to it and uh, I mean he, he prepared me to do what I'm doing right now I mean those those guys did I mean they gave me the confidence enough to do it. I, I don't know if I'd be sitting here right now without those two men in my life. And obviously, uh, from the standpoint of asking dad whenever I needed something that, you know, the experience he had to help me as, as great, greatly as well. So, yeah, it always comes back to those football coaches, I guess. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm, as you were talking, I was just going back uh, in two parts, you know, one, my own, you know, playing career and the coaches that I had high school and college. And then I also, I also got to coach my son uh, in high school uh, when I was still a football coach and he's not in coaching, but uh, he did coach uh, a couple of years for our uh, middle school team at one of the schools I was at when he was in college. And one of his high school teammates was coaching with him and it was funny to go out to practice and just kind of walk by and hear them using the same coaching cues uh, that, that had been used on them. Uh, but, uh, you know, very cool, great memories. And it's great that you can, you know, give a shout out to uh, those coaches that you had. Very cool stuff. Okay. For listeners, one more time, we're visiting with Brett Hayford. Uh, he's the athletic director at Pine Lake School, and that's in North Carolina. We're going to take another quick break, but we'll be back. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Remember at Huddle, we power sports. Over 200,000 teams use Huddle to help their teams play better using video and analytics. Huddle is the complete performance platform. They've got online tools. They have smart cameras. They've always had analytics, but they have so much more. Huddle is also built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high school and college teams. And even the pros use Huddle to help their athletes perform at the highest level. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes and the coaches of the teams you're trying to get to recruit them. If you want to find out more 
about what Huddle can do for you and your program and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to Huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Welcome back, everyone. We're visiting today with Brett Hayford. He's the athletic director at the Pine Lake School in North Carolina. Uh, Brett, we've got a lot of younger athletic directors that listen, and I think it's important for them to hear. Uh, the, I think the theme is get involved. Get involved with your state association. Get involved with NIAAA. So share a little bit about your involvement with uh, your state association and also what you've done with NIAAA so far. Well, so far with NIAAA, I mean, I've been to some conferences and things, and, and when I've been there, I've taken uh, three or four of their courses trying to work towards the certification. I believe you call it CAA. Is that correct? So, uh, you know, it's just, a, it's a, I guess you'd say, work in progress. Um, but, uh, you know, very, very good courses. I mean, teach, another thing that can help you obviously get ready for, uh, to, for your job and make you better. I mean, obviously prepare you and do some things that maybe I wasn't doing previously from going to those classes and listening. Um, from the state standpoint, I've been involved in uh, being the president of my conference and uh, doing some things in recommendations of uh, rules and regulations and things with football and, and other stuff. Um, but uh, not haven't necessarily got involved with committee. Been up for quote unquote uh, elections and things like that, but uh, have not been elected to our region seven board yet, but something I would definitely like to be a part of. Um, but I uh, feel like we, we try to be involved as much as we can as a charter school in Pine Lake, Pine, uh, Pine Lake and here in North Carolina, we, we try to do the best we can and try to, um, I guess you inform other schools in the area and also the NCHSA work with them to make sure people understand what we're trying to do. Cause there's always a, a little disconnect sometimes between the public and charter schools in, in our, in our states. And we're trying to do the best we can to help that. So, uh, trying to get involved as much as we can from that standpoint, but I am the, like I said, the conference president and it's been a good experience for me. And, uh, I've enjoyed that, and uh, it's obvi obviously allowed us to become a little bit more closer with the uh, staff at the NCHSAA. No, uh, very cool. Uh, you, you talk about charter schools. I know in some states or even some um, you know municipalities, big cities, uh, there's actually um, I don't want to say a separate, but uh, an additional uh, charter school only organization, mostly for, you know, disseminating information and creating relationships and things like that. Do you, is there, is that, does that sort of organization exist in North Carolina? There is not one for athletics. We kind of have uh, just, we, we talk amongst ourselves. We haven't really formed anything of that nature, but there is for a charter school, like uh, overall the headmasters and principals to get together. Yes. So. Okay. There's a, uh, I, I'm putting more work on your desk. There's a project. I, I mean, something we've actually talked about a lot. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you're familiar. There's been a lot of, you know, changes here at NCHSAA. And I think they do a great job. And they kind of been put under the microscope. But uh, they're, uh, they've made some changes. And hopefully it'll be in the positive direction. So we're excited about that. I heard about a little bit of that when I uh, spoke at your state conference yeah. uh, this past spring. And, uh you know, we, we've had our own challenges um, in Florida, not so much because of our state association, but with the state legislature, you know, sticking their nose <laughs> into it. Uh, and it, it's always the same origin story. You know, some representative's kid gets cut from a team, and so they enact a, a law 
that handcuffs, you know, 700 schools in the state of Florida. But uh, anyway, I digress. Okay. Uh, very cool. So we're going to be looking for that North Carolina Charter School Association in a couple of years with uh, Brett Hayford as the, uh, as the, <laughs> <laughs> uh, once again, for our listeners, uh, our guest has been Brett Hayford, Pine Lake Prep School, Mooresville, North Dakota. We're going to take another break, but we'll be back with some more. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive uh, for their support. Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate revenue for your department and also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call them at 832-786-0302 and schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and see exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. Welcome back everyone to the Educational AD Podcast. Brett, one of the things we try to do with the podcast is this idea of sharing best practices. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. What are some things that you do uh, with your program at Pine Lake that you're particularly proud of? That when you uh, take a step back, you can say, boy, we really do a great job with this. Uh, do you have any best practices to share? Well, you're going to laugh at me, but honestly, the first thing, it, it, the two things that really pop out in the beginning of in my head is, maybe things that have kind of been lost over the years is we do a welcome to the welcomes uh, to the year or season where we bring everybody into our gymnasium uh, for, for each uh, for the entire seat year where we invite all the coaches, parents, everybody, and just have kind of like a celebration and introduce all the coaches and just get everybody together and, and just, it's been tough, obviously, with COVID not being able to do that. We did that outside on, in the stadium, the football stadium. But uh, I just feel like to get everybody together as a group and enjoy le learning about who everybody is. Like, I just I think sometimes we get so focused in just fall and winter and spring that our fall people don't know who our winter coaches is. Our fall coaches don't know who our spring coaches are. And our middle school coaches don't know who our high school coaches are. And with our school being K through 12, we need to have a connection through all those sports. So, and all those families and all those coaches. So we try to almost have like a celebration. We're coming back. Here it is. And um, it's been a great experience for everybody. Um, and then we do, believe it or not, a banquet at the end of the year for every sport, middle school and high school. And we serve food and we do it old school, like we did 25, you know, 30 years ago. Some people say, gosh, why would you do that? You know, that's two hours of, but I think it's important to get everybody together. I just feel like at this, these days, we don't get our entire community together. And to be able to bring the entire school together in a function, all the sports together, I think it's huge. And uh, those have been two really positive things for us. Um, we also kind of have put together a quote unquote, I guess you'd say, logo or three words that we kind of go by by our athletic department and the three things we really push are respect responsibility and commitment and we feel like if we can have our kids respect the game their coaches their teammates their opponents if we can be responsible and 
pick up our stuff after we're done, whether that's, you know, on the field, throwing away stuff, leaving it better than you found it, um, being responsible enough to get, know where my equipment is, pick up my helmet and not take, leave it on the football field after practice, all those little stuff, and then obviously be committed and show up when we need to. If we can do those three things, I don't care if we're winning or, winning or losing, we're going to be successful because I think today's society, we, we really got to emphasize respect, responsibility, and commitment. I think sometimes we've lost that. And uh, I'm really trying to get our kids to understand to commit to what we're trying to do here. And that's, if you're going to be part of a team, we want to be committed 100%. You're going to be there every day for practice and games. And it's not an optional thing. We're, we're here to do it and be, you know, contribute and, and be successful. But, you know, from an individual standpoint, those are kind of the three things we really go by from at Pine Lake. But those two huge things, beginning of the year, end of the year, I just feel like are the culmination of, the start and the end where we can bring everybody together. Now, you, you let off by saying, I might laugh a little bit, but I love every single one of those ideas. And uh, again, it, it's not a, for listeners, it's not a right, wrong, good or bad. It's oh. what works for your school. Um, uh, I, I uh, my, my coaches and my parents talked about me about my last school for this one thing. Um, I banned the use of the B word. Uh, we didn't have banquets. Uh, and, but see, this was the thing you had some, uh, there was nothing school driven. It right. was all through the individual teams when I arrived. And so you'd have one team that did virtually nothing. And you'd have another team where the parents were literally charging the parents $25 a plate to yep. come and the way I phrased it, hear our coaches say nice things about their kids. And I said, we're not going to do that. You know, we are going to run the awards. And so what we, we did, and again, it's finding that fit. And I've been at schools where we did the banquet, uh, but uh, we did it by season. Um, we did a fall, we did a winter and a spring sports program. And we had refreshments, you know, we had drinks and cookies, our, our dining hall, we were private school. So they did a nice job catering it. And uh, we would do um, a separate one for middle school, separate one for high school. Uh, we do, and our schools, I think were about the same size. We had about 300 in our middle school, about 400 in our high school. So in an hour, we would do between 60 and 80 scholar athletes, call their name up, give them their award. Uh, and then we would present each team, usually between boys and girls in the sports season. There's about eight teams. Uh, they each got four awards. Okay. That's all you get four, same four. Okay. Uh, and we'd be done in an hour. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't like we were trying to rush through it, but we were also trying to be respectful of everybody's time. And our, our parents loved it. The kids loved it. We had, you know, I'm going to say it was 95 plus percent attendance. And then we do it again for the winter and the spring. And at the spring, we'd also recognize our multi-sport athletes, which was a big push for us because we were a small school and we needed kids to do multiple sports. Um, every other year, at the start of the year, we would have everybody come in, parents, coaches, and we do a similar version to what you talked about. Just get to know people, uh, try to kick things off. But I, again, it, if it's working for your school, then you need to do that. And if you're not doing either one, if you're not doing that all sport banquet or seasonal banquet, you need to do something, you know, because it, it adds meaning yeah. and importance to the, the what and the why we do. Okay. You know, why are we not celebrating this if it's not important? 
Well, we tried to give each team, each coach came up about three minutes and they kind of get a quick synopsis. I don't want to get into day by day. Here's what game, game, everybody, nobody wants to, you know, give you a quick synopsis. And then we gave what our quote unquote, a, a pride award, which is our basically our leadership, um, you know, coaches award type scenario where we celebrate them. Then we brought up our athletes of the year. We had a booster club come up. We have some academic scholarships and things like that, but we were in there, like I said, we probably had about 550 people in the gymnasium and it lasts about an hour and 40 minutes. It wasn't too bad. And I think everybody enjoys that. It really did. It was, it was, we had a lot, a lot more excitement. I think this year, just because we hadn't been able to do it the last year or two because right. of the scenario, everybody, everybody was fired up about it. So uh, yeah. No, just, just getting back. And again, yeah. the, the key, as you know, is, is your coaches sticking to the script. Yeah. Okay. yeah. If you got that one coach that's yeah, going be rogue, on for 15 minutes, we're in trouble. Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> the, the dirty looks that they're getting from the other coaches and from me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great, great stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Brett, if one of our listeners wants to reach out and uh, pick your brain a little bit, find out a little bit more about the way you do things, how, how can they get in touch with you? What's well, the best it, way? It's pretty easy here. I will just give you, we, uh, my email is AD, just the letter A and the letter D at Pine Lake Prep. So it's all P I N E L A K E P R E P dot org. So A D at Pine Lake at Pine Lake Prep dot org. That's so. a good email. I like that. Yeah, you like that. I I, I kind of like that too. So I don't always have to spell my name or you know, whatever it might be. So no, it's uh, I've been at too many schools where I had to type out my entire last yeah. name, and mine's a little bit longer than yours. Yeah. So Anyway, uh, Brett Hayford, Pine Lake Prep School, Mooreville, North Dakota. Uh, we're going to take another quick break, but we're back. Uh, please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. They're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They've got a variety of interactive touchscreen consoles, and an entire library of templates to help recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments by going to vitalsignswalloffame.com. You can also call them at 614-981-3589 or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Brett, um, um, one of the questions that we have been asking has to do with this idea of, of toughness. A uh, hundred years ago, when I was in high school, uh, <laughs> our coaches would say, come on, you got to be tough, or come on, Jake, you got to suck it up. And, and we knew what they meant, and, and we did it. Uh, I, I think in the years since, we have gotten much, much better at communicating those types of ideas to our student athletes. Uh, but I still think that toughness is an important, a valuable trait to have in sports and in life. So my question to you is, how can an athletic director uh, help kids to develop toughness while also being um, sensitive to the very real social, emotional challenges that a Generation Z kid goes through that I never had to go through? Uh, do you have any advice for us? I think I've seen, I mean, the last couple of years, I mean, even last four or five, even through the COVID has been tough. I mean, obviously the kids have, I, don't, I think you almost have to be almost to the point of more supportive to them when they go through the tough times 
and then push them through instead of, you know, maybe, and I, and I talk to my coaches about this a lot. If you're, if you're struggling and you're down, the kids are really kind of mentally, you can kind of just see them. I don't know if it's fading or whatever it might be. It's more of at this point, these kids more react to a, a hand around them, maybe a, you know, pat on the back or whatever it might be, or some encouraging words to push them through. And then once that gets through, then you reach back to them afterwards and you say, listen, you can do this. You just got to know you can do it. Like there's times that you don't think you can, but you can. And instead of going, ah, oh, you got to suck it up. And you got, like you said before in the past, like that's what we did back, you know, 30 years ago. It was, you know, you get, they got to run some more, you know, you got to do that. Instead of, you know, saying it that way, you just got to kind of grab them on the side and say, hey, listen, you can, you know, go out there, we can push through this, we're going to get it done. And when they do it, then you got to grab them back and say, hey, see, you can, you can do this. You just got to know you can. Today, today's world's different. I mean, it's a hundred degrees outside today and we probably aren't going to be able to do any outside workouts um, because the wet bulb globe, you got to throw that out there and you know, from the safety precautions, but you know, that we got to be smart with our kids. And, you know, is that soft? I don't think it's soft. It's smart. But back 20 years ago, nobody cared how hot it was. And you went out and ran anyway. So um, I think today's kids are just, you've got to be so, so it's a different, it's a different type of support and encouragement. So when they know once they do it, then you reach back to them and say, listen, you're tough. You can do that. That's how you can get those kids to really believe that, I can do more than I can. And uh, it's more of a comp. I think kids today, it's the confidence level. They don't believe that they can do it until they really are able to do it once and show that they, in their minds that they can't do it. Um, I, I see it every day. I just see the difference just from a kid, maybe a freshman that doesn't believe. And then by the time maybe midseason, late season, he's doing that stuff. And then next year, he's just thriving as a sophomore, junior, and as a senior. He might be your best player when as a freshman you would have said that kid i don't know if he's gonna be able to do anything at all but uh you know it's just the circumstances we're under right now yeah i love the points that you bring up and uh again that's you know the way you phrased it that's coaching 101 mm -hmm. helping kids see that yeah i can do this okay you know thanks coach you know that's what coaches do okay but they got to be given that opportunity to do that uh as you know uh not trying to throw parents under the bus, but oh. uh, we have too many parents that uh, are trying to remove the obstacles uh, so their kids are not uncomfortable when that's how growth and improvement exactly. occurs through those exactly. challenges. Exactly. We want to put, we need to put those kids in circumstances that sometimes aren't comfortable. I mean, it's, it's the same thing for me leaving Davidson College 17 years ago. Yeah, I looked at my wife and she says, you're ready to do this. And I'm like, not really, but I think I need to. And it was probably the best decision I had made at that point in my life that I was able to make that decision and change. Cause we all like comfortable. We all like to be comfortable. It's easy, but uh, you know, throw something that's a little bit tougher and how are we going to overcome that? Hey, going from uh, working with college kids to working with middle school kids, yeah. that's a tough yeah. challenge there. Yeah. Okay. And you survived to tell and the going to a high school. You don't know any of the, you know, any of the players, am I going to find any assistant coaches? You know, what am I going to do? but uh, and, it all works out, you know? Yeah, no, and obviously it's worked out very well. Brett, this has been uh, really cool. You have uh, far exceeded uh, expectations uh, that uh, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, our mutual friend, uh, you know, set when she recommended you, well, but we're not done yet. Okay. Uh, we always like to wrap up 
with the athletic director's toolbox. Uh, you certainly have a, a, a wide background of experiences in the world of athletics, but uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack, who sponsored the athletic director toolbox segment. When we come back, I'm going to ask you uh, to send out a brand new athletic director on the very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. So let's hear from athletic surveys and then we're going to find out what Brett Hayford is going to put in his <laughs> athletic director toolbox. Please stay with us. Athletic surveys by Lifetrack sponsor the athletic director toolbox segment of the podcast. Athletic surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also connects you to the 95% of the parents and the student athletes who really love your program. And it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials. And then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466. Or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Well, we're back. We've been visiting with Brett Hayford, the athletic director at Pine Lake Prep School in Mooresville, North Carolina. And uh, now it's time to find out what is going to go into his athletic director toolbox. Brett, what do you have for us? Well, I'm, I'm, this is a great question. Uh, obviously, uh, the one thing I would not be able to live with is, and you're going to laugh, <laughs> laugh, is I have to have a calendar in my pool toolbox. No matter where I go, whether it's on my phone, on my desk, on my wall, wherever it is, that's, I got to have that because that's going to have keep me organized and uh got to have that so um uh second thing is uh i'm always gonna have a whistle in my toolbox because god forbid if somebody is not here if a coach is absent um if somebody needs something to happen if i've umpired i've officiated a game before i have a whistle ready to go at any time to be able to jump in and do what i need to do and then third you're gonna laugh at me i'm gonna have a smile in my toolbox because I love sports. I love the kids. And if you're not smiling at your games, you got a problem. And the only way you're going to have a positive influence on kids, parents, administrators, teachers, everybody that's at these uh, events is to have a smile on your face. Even if things are not going correctly, maybe we're missing an official or we may be having a problem with so, so uh, somebody in the stands or whatever it is, you're going to go up there and you're going to take that on with a smile on your face and try to make it the best circumstance we can. And that's all you can do. And uh, those are the first three things that pop in my mind if it came to an AD toolbox. So, well, th those are all uh, great tools. Uh, the calendar is actually, you know, one of our more frequent tools in that organizational category. And you're absolutely right. You know, you, you've got to have it, whether it's, you know, an old school, you know, day planner calendar, Excel spreadsheet, or a whiteboard. Yeah, you got to have it. Um, the whistle's actually been mentioned out of our 300 plus interviews. I think you might be the third person 
that's talked about having that whistle. And again, I always had one. I had the uh, ball and strike counter in my desk (laughs) because I did have to go out and umpire middle school baseball games. Goodness gracious. Um, And then the, uh, the smile that's going to go into uh, our category of, uh, of have fun, you know, uh, be positive, et cetera. But I think you might be the first person to actually say, (laughs) put a smile in your toolbox. So there you go. You got an original one. All right. One more time, if one of our listeners wants to reach out and pick your brain a little bit, and listeners, I encourage you to do so, how do they get in touch with Brad Hayford? Hey, please feel free to do so. It's ad at pinelakeprep.org. So the letter A and letter D at pine, P-I-N-E-L-A-K-E-P-R-E-P.org. Brad Hayford, Pine Lake uh, Academy. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Want to make sure I say North Carolina and not North Dakota. (laughs) Completely enjoyed it. Thank you, Jake. For our listeners, uh, remember the Zoom recordings of every interview get uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back just about every day for new content on the Educational AD Podcast. Have a great day. And before we go, we want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can find out more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your program by going to hometownticketing.com and talk to their experts. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Come back, like we said, just about every single day for new content on the Educational AD Podcast. Have a great day.